Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 255, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're doing a little bit of an experiment here. Uh, what we've done is we've just recently, I say we, myself, Chris Schaefer, and Dom Sugar, who are doing these Facebook Lives where we hop on, we do some roundtables, and uh, we discuss some current events in Amazon, e-commerce, just all kinds of stuff. So we're going to kind of give this a little bit of a test and see how it goes. So our recent one that we just did was all about the Amazon changes uh, as far as brand registry. Because some of you may have heard that they are cracking down on this as far as like if you want to list a product, they're making it harder. So retail R people, online R people are going to possibly have to do things a little bit differently. For private labelers, it's kind of exciting because then we can you know, fend off those hijackers. So what I want to do here is let you listen to this conversation that we had, which was pretty good, by the way. It was pretty awesome. I had people on Periscope. I had people on Facebook Live. We had just over a 1,000 people um, listening, tuning in, and it was just really, really awesome. So I wanted to share this with you. I do want to say, though, the audio quality is a little subpar um, on my end because, uh, well, I was in the room that it was being recorded on, and I was piping those guys in. So we're kind of, again, it's an experiment. We're seeing what happens here. Um, But I wanted to share it with you just in case you're not on Facebook Live or you're not uh, on Periscope yet with me. Uh, this way here, you can at least listen to it because it was really, really some good information. And a lot of people listening said, you know what? This stuff was gold. A lot of this just free-flying, you know, kind of information back and forth and, uh, and then listening to some questions and then kind of expounding on them. So I want to share that with you in this episode. I think it's really, really uh, beneficial to you. The other thing that I'm going to do is create some show notes for this and transcripts, full transcripts. So if you want to download them, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 255. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 255, and you can download those there, the transcripts, the show notes, all of that stuff. And the other thing I would say for you to do, if you want to, if you want to actually hang out with us on a Facebook Live while we're doing this experiment, and who knows, maybe it will continue, uh, but you can head over to our fan page of The Amazing Seller. The group, you can also head there. If you're at, if you're already on the group, then you'll be notified. So theamazingseller.com forward slash F as in Frank, B as in boy, that will get you into the group. You have to be approved. But if you just want to like the Amazing Seller fan page, then you'll be notified as well there. And to get on that or to, to get notified through that, you'd have to just go and like the fan page. And you can easily do that by heading over to, I made a nice little short link for you, theamazingseller.com forward slash our. Okay, so theamazingseller.com forward slash hour, and that will direct you over to Facebook and the fan page created for The Amazing Seller. It's not the group, it's the it's the uh, fan page, okay? And this way here, you'll be notified when we go live, which we're going to try to do Friday afternoons at one o'clock for right now. Again, this is kind of in beta. We're just kind of testing this thing out and seeing how it works, but I did want to share it with you because I think we had a really, really great conversation between the three of us and everyone else that was kind of chiming in and giving some uh, questions and some feedback and... Uh, yeah, just wanted to share it with you. So enjoy this Facebook Live, this Periscope that we did, and uh, this roundtable. So enjoy, and let me know what you think. So hey, what's up, everyone? Facebook Live. Uh, we are getting ready to do the uh, TAS Power Hour, as we're calling it right now. We've got Dom Sugar on. We've got Chris Schaefer, and uh, we're getting ready to rock and roll. So let's kind of get things going here, Chris. What are we going to be talking about today on Facebook Live and on Periscope? What are we going to be talking about? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we are going to be talking about some of the shenanigans that have been going on this week. Uh, a little bit of an update to what we talked about on Wednesday, I think, which has to do with brand registry and kind of the panic that's been going on in the TAS and the, the Amazon private label community as, as a whole, Scott. So you want to fill us in on that? Yeah, well, you know, Dom sent me over something pretty cool here today. I, I want to first off say, Dom, what's happening, brother? I know it was a little little problem getting on here. Uh, why, yeah, why don't we Why don't we talk a little bit about that? I also want to talk to my Periscope uh, people that are tuning in. I want to make sure that the audio is okay. So, Dom, why don't you fill us in, man? What's going on? A lot of hype out there, my friends. Yeah, just uh, following through the Facebook groups and including, you know, our Canadian Facebook group. There's just a lot of panic out there since we started talking on Wednesday and since since. Uh, Mr. Andy Slam has dropped the bomb on the on the Nike shoes there. Everything's been kind of going crazy. You know, people like to die brand register. I'm going to rush over. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I saw four, five, six, 
you know, uh, Facebook listings on the amazing seller talking about, you know, oh, I've been banned, I've been suspended. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, bad timing or it's just everyone has the same story coming out at once. But uh, I found it a little overwhelming reading all these stories, especially since, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years on Amazon and never once have we had a, you know, a cease and desist letter to, to stop selling. And we sell tons of branded, thousands of branded merchandise. Uh, so, I mean, we've looked into it ourselves as a team. And, you know, again, I don't think it's a full panic mode. You know, I just don't think everybody has to go, you know, you don't have to jump on the rails of a crazy train, you know? You don't. Ooh, that's a good song, though. Right? It's a good song. It's a good song, right? Come on, give, 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 me, a, give me a bar of that. Give me a bar of that. That song there might be a little bit too old for Chris. Chris is still a baby. <laughs> Uh, Might be, be. <laughs> a wee infant. <laughs> My musical tastes are a little, a, a little more diverse than you yeah. might suspect. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we we won't get into that. Um, but Dom, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it as well. And I, I again, it's always like that gloom and doom. But what does like right now? What are you hearing? Like, I know you said you went into the TAS Facebook group. You've seen people all saying like they're gonna, you know, go bankrupt now. Like all of the like, what are you yeah, hearing yeah. inside of there? Um, and what would you like to kind of, I guess, like you being in the retail our business for years, uh, you know, and and understanding that business model, like, like what's what's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, first thought, I think it's just overwhelming for a lot of other people that are in there seeing all this stuff. You know, I don't get over the hype when I see stuff like that because it's just like anything. It's just like, a, you know, like a ride program or, you know, or they try to, you know, they Amazon will do something like this or another company will put a blitz on. It lasts for a couple of days and then it just quiets right down. I think what's happening is that, you know, because certain companies like Nike that never used to be blocked are blocking a lot of their stuff. And to tell you the truth, I, we did a, we did a testing on, we listed a bunch of hats, Nike, official Nike apparel and hats. No problem listing it. No issue. It's just certain shoes. They don't want you listing. They don't want you putting up Jordans. They don't want you putting up, you know, Max 95. They're big brand shoes because of all the knockoffs, the counterfeits in, in overseas in Asia. And that's what's happening. So how it relates to private label, I kind of get it, but not really. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I just, uh, the race to brand register, it hasn't still, you know, there's, we we reverse engineer. We've got a few accounts. I heard on on the group people talking about. Oh, I got. I checked my account. I tried to buy relist under mine, and I couldn't do it. Well, we tried on our own accounts, and we could relist. We could relist on our own account. Okay, that, that, that's your okay. That's a good point though, because here's here's what I've been hearing. Some people are saying that. Um, they they are having a tough time even uh, sending more inventory in, or they're having a letter sent to them that's saying like, hey, we realize you have inventory in on this brand. You've got 30 days to remove it or 60 days or whatever it is uh, until you can basically prove that you are licensed or whatever to sell that. That's what I'm hearing. Now, I'm not sure if that's true or, or what, but that's what I'm hearing. Um, and then the other thing is, is if you want to um, list a product, like let's say for example, I'll give you an example, Dom. I went into Radio Shack today and I bought my splitter so I could split this cable so I can give these guys on Periscope some good audio quality. I've got a speaker near that phone, right? We're doing it really ghetto here, right? So he, he, here's the deal. I went in there. They're like 30 to 40% off right now. So they have Beats in there. They have uh, you know some other name brand products. If I went in there and grabbed them off the shelf, you're telling me I'm going to have a tough time, regardless of what Amazon just did, because they're they're Beats by Dr. Dre. Well, first of all, those are restricted products, anyways. And that's what I'm saying. Sell those as used, okay. first of all. So what they're doing is, so I guess the premise is there's going to be unauthorized gated products, uh, 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 products that you can't sell regardless, and then products that you can sell, but you have to be a registered. Uh, uh, an authorized dealer and stuff like that, and then some products, sub brand products of those main like Nike, where you can you can still list other their products, but not their main ones. Sure. So they're they're breaking it down into different thresholds. Okay. But you're right. They're, I mean, uh, Dr. Dre, uh, SMSB uh, headsets, uh, Monster cables, you name it. You can't list any of that stuff as new. Someone will let you use that as used, but most of them you can't list at all, new or used. Now, now, what about eBay? There's nothing. It's strict open. Of course, the same guidelines follow. It has to be authentic. Okay. You know, it has to be real. So you have to know your source. So if, if I wanted to go into Radio Shack and if I wanted to, uh, if I wanted to purchase uh, five sets of Beats, I could sell them on eBay. 
you could sell them on eBay, as far as I understand. Yeah, you have, uh, I mean, it's called the first right doctrine. You're, once you purchase those goods on open market, you're allowed to sell those freely without any stoppage. Unless, of course, they're gray or black area. Gray area, even, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a little bit of a gray area of the gray area. Mm -hmm. uh, hence, there was a big case last year with the guy buying books from India and selling them on Amazon. They were meant for the Amazon community like amazon uh retail but he was bringing them because they were half the they were like a quarter of the price so the book would be like five dollars there or they'd be selling here 50. so he's getting them there on clearance bringing them back and listing them on amazon.com okay. you can actually search for that it was a huge lawsuit that same thing and costco does the same thing stuff that was meant to go overseas it's called gray area but they bring it back into here okay and you sell the product's perfectly real it's fine it's all authentic but that product wasn't authorized to be sold within Canada. Right? Okay, so people so people that are doing retail ARB right now, you're saying like you wouldn't be concerned even on Amazon as long as it wasn't a restricted product to begin with. If I just went and I bought uh, uh, eye masks and I found that they were uh, a closeout and I sold them on Amazon, I shouldn't have a problem is what you're saying. Well, I mean, you got, like, it's like anything, Scott. You got to do your due diligence. If you're going to buy 5,000 pairs of one thing, if you're going to buy two, it costs you 20 bucks, you can't list it, go to another venue. Yeah, right. But if you're going to buy lots, of, right. of course you got to do I, I would do it. Okay. I mean, you know, right, even those IMAS, I would check right away. But I don't think you'd have problems with those, right? It's If you're selling Gucci and you got Burberry purses, you know, you're pretty well likely not going to be able to sell on Amazon. You should know that. There's a lot of websites online that'll show you all the, all the you know, restricted products. You know, and obviously they'll grow as now as people say, okay, now Nike you can't sell this, or you know, or, or or Sony you're not allowed to sell their TVs anymore, okay, but their okay. PS4s are fine, that type of stuff. But what, but what private label, what private label people are right now excited about, okay, is that this could potentially knock hijackers off, where you're not able to do it if your brand sure. registered. So that's exciting for me, for you, for you, right, for everyone, right. But also for retail art people, they're kind of nervous because they might be banking on fourth quarter and they've got a bunch of inventory they want to ship yeah. in and they're yeah. not going to be able to ship that in possibly. All right. Sure. So, Dom, I'm going to let you go again here. But before you do, Chris, let's let you actually talk for a second. No. You know, seeing that Dom likes to – Dom doesn't like to talk at all. But uh, I don't shut up. We're, and, yeah. So let's go ahead and get your take <laughs> on, on this on this here. Uh, Dom's pretty fired up about this topic because he knows a lot about it. But let's let's get your take. I'm fired up about this, too. And, and Scott, speaking of the, the private label thing, you know, it kind of started out with the Nike thing. And I've actually talked to a couple different sellers, including a couple people in the classroom uh, who either tested their product and weren't able to list it for another account. It sounds like, Dom, you've done that a couple times and you were able to list regardless. That's right. uh, or there was actually two people that I've talked to that called into Seller Central and I asked them to restrict their brand registered product. And they now have that as well. I'm not, you know, mileage may vary, but if that is the case, then this is really, really cool. And Scott, you brought this up when we were talking about it on Wednesday. And it wasn't something that had occurred to me at the time, but I think it was brilliant. Not to, you know, massage your ego wow. too much. But <laughs> we're just throwing that out there. Um, I, I think it was really smart, which is, you know, if this is the case, it opens up a lot of products that I wouldn't have looked at otherwise because they are highly competitive right. or they are, um, you know, knockoff prone, right? cheaper, easier type of products mm -hmm. that we might be able to launch three, four, five of in a smaller amount of time. I probably wouldn't have done that before now because I can protect it through brand registry. It may open up some of those opportunities for me. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I hear, uh, and, and uh, who, who was it that, that just wrote a post? You sent it over to me, Don. Can, can you pull that up? Maybe maybe we can pull out some of those points that, that uh, I think it was, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, last name Stein. Um, I'm sorry if I forgot her name, uh, if, she, if she ever watches this. Um, but she wrote a pretty good pretty good post kind of detailing out some of those things. Cynthia, Cynthia Stein. Yeah, someone just reminded me on that. Um, and so, again, um, I, I want to just kind of talk about that. I also want to invite Periscope people and Facebook Live people to submit your questions. Um, I know we're going to stop here for a second and kind of answer some of your questions. And then we can, you know, again, make this a little bit more interactive. The other thing is, too, Chris, uh, maybe we can let people know, like, Put in the chat in the Facebook Live, you know, like where you're tuning in from. We just kind of want to, we just kind of want to see where you guys are from, just so we can kind of get a sense of who we're talking to here. Um, some of you are international. Um, so, um, do you have any questions in the Facebook Live? I'm sure I can get some on the Periscope. Do you want to? I don't. I just asked them about a minute ago if they wanted to uh, to ask anything. So, guys, if you're listening on Facebook Live, ask us questions. If you're listening on Periscope, ask some, and we'll answer them. 
Okay, uh, awesome. Danny Brewer is in on Periscope right now. Danny, Danny Brewer in the house, and uh, yeah, so Danny Brewer is pushing product. <laughs> oh, that was good. Was that the impersonation of Danny? Danny, yeah, a brand. I'm not a brand. I want to push product. <laughs> it's actually, not terrible. <laughs> it really isn't, Danny. Danny, Danny, that that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, okay, uh, New York City. Uh, say uh, okay. So you guys have any questions? Uh, the gray market. Okay. Um, let's see. Even if the uh, I'm trying to read it here on the side here, uh, branded product was purchased legally. So if something was purchased legally and it was a gray market product, how do you deal with that, Dom? Well, I mean, on eBay we've had issues before with that. So gray market again, it's still legal stuff. It's still current stuff. I'll, I'll, for example, New Era. New Era has that has their North American division and they have the European division. We legally are not authorized to sell overseas any of the any of the Canadian or U.S. made New Era products because they have a different right. But again, you can kind of get away with it. We we follow the line. We just don't sell when we ship New Era stuff. We just exempt, right? We just exempt. Uh, uh, non, you know, internet all, all the international buyers. There's other ways they can buy. They can get shipped to the U.S. and then somebody else will ship it to them. So that's what they mean by that gray area stuff. So I don't know. I would suggest it. There's, I mean, the easiest way is there's so many products. Like, why do you need to do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you want anything that's close to a Nike shoe? Right. Why do you need a, a Burberry style purse? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's just. So many products you can have, millions and millions. So that's a problem, you know. Like if it's gray area, you're still might run into problems, you know. If you're a seasoned veteran, again, that's my favorite saying. Then you might get away because you've got 10, 15 years of your account. They take that into consideration. Okay, it's just a slap on the wrist. Don't do it again. But if it's your first product and you happen to be selling a hundred of them a day, first of all, your velocity is going to catch up to you, right, Chris? We always talk about, it, and they're going to shut you down anyway, just because you're selling way too much. They're going to—it's just a red flag right away. That's, you know, but uh, we try to, there's other gray areas, but we're, we're, we're pretty good. You know, all our product that we have is, is sourced within Canada and the U.S. So it's all meant for, for our market. And if we get one of our clients that say, you know, it's for export only, then that's basically what it is. So sometimes we'll get stuff from the U.S. It can only be exported to Canada. So within Canada. So we'll just sell it on Amazon Canada. You know, we'll just do it on our Shopify store. Yeah. So, um, okay. So. Some good stuff. And so I, I guess my question, I'm going to, I'm going to point the question to Chris and then I'm going to point it to Don. Chris, what is this that you're hearing about, you know, Amazon making it harder for you to launch brand products? Um, what does that mean for uh, private labelers to you? Well, and that's that's the point I was touching on just a little bit earlier. Is it it's a good it's a good piece for private labelers. Now, it does mean that if you want those protections, you do have to go through brand registry again. If this is actually what's happening, but I view that as a positive thing, not as a negative thing. Right? It lets me set up additional barriers to entry. Like I, I'm a big fan of gated categories because people have to jump through some hoops. I'm also a big fan of brand registry because people have to jump through some hoops. So if I can protect myself that way through brand registry as well as maybe a gated category, something like that, it helps shore up my Amazon store in addition to anything that I'm doing off the site. Does that make sense? It does. The reason why I'm laughing, guys, I'm not laughing at this. You gotta see my setup over here. I got I've got I've got a speaker propped up. It keeps falling over with the vibrato like a, and the voice. It's like a hospital room, eh? Oh, I, need, I gotta, I need, I gotta take a shot of this. I'm, everything I, I understood, I was distracted by my Jerry rig here that I've got uh rigged up here so the periscope people can can listen um okay so um yeah i i totally get that and i i think that um for private labelers it's exciting but again it also makes us say we should probably brand register as soon as we can um real quick uh chris i'll point this to you once again what's it mean to brand register what do you need to do to get brand registered and and chat on facebook said can we briefly dumb down brand registry sure yeah Is it that products are registered, meaning we can't sell those? Couldn't all products be registered? I'm probably rambling about this, but I don't fully understand is what Chad says. So it's kind of a a sum up in your question, which is what is brand registry, right? It's just a a form that you fill out on Amazon to say this is my branded product and this is what it looks like, right? It has these features. Here's what my logo looks like on the product and it protects the brand. So additional products that you launch with that brand, Scott's amazing garlic presses. Right, and when he, Scott then goes and launches his silicone barbecue mitts, his, by the way, fourth quarter, 
That's a good one. <laughs> the, the barbecue mitts and the garlic press and the garlic bag and all of those kinds of things. Gloves. Under the, yeah, the silicone gloves. The, the meat Under, cloth. The meat cloth. You can't forget about the, the meat cloth. cloth. <laughs> that's, uh, that's gonna be a hot seller this year. Um, but all of those products, as long as they have his branding on them, are then protected by brand registry. Right. From a private label standpoint, that makes a lot of sense for us. If we can build a real brand, which is the goal for most of the people, especially the people in the TAS community, it's an extra step that stops people from hijacking your listing. Right. And that, that's realistically how I'm looking at it. It's just an extra hurdle for people to try to, to do things that aren't so gentlemanly. But here, here's the thing, though. This is if this is really happening. Right. We're, we're thinking that it's happening as far as like, be, no. we, we, you know, it could be not for all of the different ones right now. It could be for someone that's already brand registered maybe a year ago and the newer ones aren't being locked down yet. Like, we don't know that yet. So we're again speculating. That's why when people are all getting up in arms about this, number one, if you're a private labeler, I think it's, it, it should be something that you're, you're happy about because it does make it harder than if, if this is, if this is true that uh, it will make it harder for someone to just jump on your listing and say, I sell that thing, it's my brand, um, I'm just gonna sell the same exact thing. Uh, and then they can hijack it, like, you know, especially, uh, you know, people that are international that are doing it, um, you know, so that's gonna make it harder. Um, it's gonna also make it harder for anyone starting out because when they start out, they're gonna need a, a basic website to do brand registry. They're gonna need a couple of invoices. They're gonna need to to really validate, and, or not validate, but verify their uh, their brand. Um, you know, and there's going to be a few hoops that you got to jump through. But again, it's going to also weed out anyone that doesn't go through that. So, Don, what's it mean to you for private labelers that uh, if this if this is true, um, what's it mean? Well, I what I was thinking when I, you know, the basis I find for all this hype and what's going on is I'm really three sectors. There's the rush to everybody to brand register, what's happening now, which is going to call a little bit of backlash at brand registry, which means. They might implement more information to need because they don't want to put as many people through. So yeah, I know everyone's hyped. It's good. It's going to help us. But, you know, that that's definitely going to happen. They're not going to say, just give us a website and a receipt and that's it. They're going to, okay, we need to add 10 more steps because we're getting 100 a minute. So that's going to happen with that eventually. Two, for us, I have no concern to tell you the truth because we're already ready for that. We already know what's going to happen with hijackers. We have a huge cease and desist letter, whether it's from our paralegal team. I've got all my stuff retail ready, UPC codes, uh, checks inside the box so they know if they open it. We've got our, our own you know way to verify stuff. So we have all that in place. So for me, go ahead and hijack it. I'll, you know, we'll get you off our listing. Sometimes they will. They'll do it, and we'll figure out other ways to do it. So I've never had an issue with that. The second part is in the, the classroom, all these uh, getting – you know. Uh, getting their accounts suspended, uh, that type of stuff that I noticed. All these like five, six to 10 people in the Facebook community talking about, oh my God, I just got an email assistance assist, uh, uh, tr trademark infringement, copyright infringement. So that's cost two. And then three, the last segment is the retail arm, guys. Oh my God, I won't be able to assist this. So it's a three-part segment. Yeah, I'm not sure how it all goes together or right. it just happens to go together because we're all in the same marketplaces, EA, Amazon, EA, right, uh, eBay. So mm -hmm. this is the thing. You kind of have to, and if somebody that's all on all three, mm -hmm. for me, brand registry, I don't worry about it. I'm taking care of that. Retail, our private label products itself, never had a problem with suspension, using keywords in the back, like small, small things people probably don't know. You're not allowed to, in the TOS, to put your major brand names in the back of your TOS for keywords. You can't put Sony, Reebok in the back of there. It's against TOS terms. Mm -hmm. That's why people are getting shut down. And when you're using your keywords or your brand name, you got to do some due diligence. You got to go out there and search. You can't just put, you know, green garlic press. Maybe somebody bought that name. And especially if it's a federal trademark, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, they push, you know, they'll send you emails, stop selling our stuff, your copyright infringement. Yeah, they have the, they have the, the copyright on their name and that certain word in a certain text or character, but they don't own the federal trademark for that. Right. For garlic press. Nobody owns garlic press. Right. But somebody might own green garlic press because they did a different font. So that really doesn't affect us because I make sure our team does a due diligence two, three months in the product, making sure. And the first two places, you look in Google and you look in, in uh, Amazon. You know, if, if you don't see your name there, then you do even more research. And then third is the read. Yeah. Third is the, is the, is the read to R, which is my more, more concern than any of them. Right. Because we're sitting on lots of products on FBA and knock on wood, we haven't had one come back yet. Again. So I just think it's a certain brand's. Most of the big brands are already going to be restricted anyway. You're not selling Tiffany jewelry. Nobody's selling Swartzky. 
right? You can go ahead and sell your, 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 your uh, you know, your, I don't know, your champion, the trap pants or your, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to do that. And it's going to be eventual. You think they're going to do a million brands in two days, right? You know, it takes years and years to implement this stuff. I think they're just going to go to the big brands and then it's an opportunity for Amazon to make money too. Hey, for, for $50,000, we'll, uh, you know, we'll close up your thing and we'll charge people to list underneath your brand. So yeah, someone, so some, some, someone just said Adidas recently gated. Yeah, Adidas has been gated for a long time. Okay. We could never list, we could never list Adidas, right? Okay. So okay. again, uh, same to Nike again, when, when Andy brought up the fact that's what started with all Nike. Again, we listed hats and t-shirts yesterday, like 10, 20 of them, no problem. Just certain shoes you can't list from Nike, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And Sony's going to do the same thing. They don't. I don't think they care if you if you list their Bravio used to or their their Sony camcorder that's only worth ninety nine dollars anymore because it's so mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want you listing their ten k TV that's ten thousand dollars. Right. You ten know? k. <laughs> you know. So I just think there's three segments and we have to look at that individually. Right. 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 Now, I don't, again, my concern is: do they have? Do they run together? Or the retail art guys the same as? I just happen to be across all three platforms, so it affects me all three. Or some, it might not affect all three or two. It might be just one. Right. My main concern was all the counter, like, you know, suspensions and trademark infringement, copyright infringements. Right. So Why there's so many. So what would you say to someone that is right now just starting? Would you say it's important for them to brand register right out of the gate? Well, I mean, it's the problem with brand registering right away is you need to have your receipts. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to do that? If and a website. Yeah. And a website, mm-hmm. but the website you could do, it's easy. You just go slap it on. You can go to five and get a guy to do it for 10, you know, but how are you going to get that manifest right. your receipt mm-hmm. from China? So you put your 30% down and right. now if you get it locally, great, but even that's going to take you time, right? You have to do the order and then you have to have to, you won't be able to send it to Amazon until you actually get the brand registered. So you're going to have to ship it to your house, right? Do your brand registry, then ship it in. So. I don't know. That's why they don't make you do it, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's some formal stuff. You just put yeah. it in and then you register after and right. you got your manifest and stuff. So, Chris, do you, have any, do you have any other questions that you've seen come in on the Facebook Live stream? I know I've got some here um, on the Periscope, but they go away quickly. So We do. I have one here from Nestor. He says, so, and, and Dom, this was to your point earlier. If you trademark your brand name, other people can't put that in their keywords? That's not what I'm saying. No. Trademark infringement, there's lots, lots, lots of ways to get around it or work through it. I mean, Scott, you had the podcast with your lawyer a couple times. You talked about it. You can't just tra- – if I trademark if I trademark green garlic press, I'm going to make it in a certain font, green garlic press, in a type whatever. You pick a type, whatever you want, Helevent or blah, 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 and I put a green garlic press on the side of it with a palm tree wrapped around it. I don't know. If I take that picture, I can trademark that graphic with the three words together, right? So that nobody could come through and use the name in that conjunction for the same product. But you can still come back and name it uh, a blue garlic press with with, with a, a regular tree on the side of it, and it won't matter because you've totally changed the image. And then you'll have federal trademarks, stuff like just do it, right? Three Pete. Uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny hockey or Johnny football. Everything right? related so to the Olympics. That's a trade. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Manzo, Mr. Football or whatever. Johnny football. That's a federal trademark. He owns right. that. Right. Three Pete. Right. Right. What's his name? Owns Three Pete, the general manager at uh, the Knicks. He's, uh, sorry, it escapes my mind. Phil Jackson. He owns Three Pete. That's that you can't copy that. If you put uh, you know home with a three peat number one garlic press, you're going to get copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, that's, I, and that's bigger. Yeah, I think his question was more about, and you, you mentioned you can't put your competitor brand names, even if they're not trademarked, right? You can't put Sony in your keywords. That's against TOS. But wait a minute, though. Let's, just, but wait a minute, though. Let me let, let me let me cut in here. So so you're telling me if I sell a filter for a Dyson vacuum cleaner, I yeah. can't put replacement filter for Dyson. You can do that, yes, but you can't put Dyson on the back of your TOS in your keywords. In your search terms. So in, in search my search terms, terms, I can't say replacement filter for Dyson. You're not supposed to put any of the main brands. Works, works well with terms. Dyson, so I can't put that in there. We do everything compatible with. Okay. Works with. And that, that's, what, that's my question because 
Um, Chad Rubin, who was on, who does very well with the vacuum cleaner filter space, and and he and he's got that in his stuff. Sure, I mean, yeah. that's how he sells, right? Yep. Or if you've got, got a if you've got a whirlpool refrigerator and you sell filters or whatever, or you know, air air filters for your house for yep. a certain system. Um, that's what it's kind of a gray area, right? It's like what's right, what's wrong. What are well, they going to do? What, what they don't want you to do, Scott, is they don't want you to say, "Let's we're private labeling television." Which, please, for the love of God, don't go private label a television. Right. Uh, but we're private labeling a television. They don't want the first line of your keywords to be Sony, Samsung, Vizio, LG, Panasonic, exactly, uh, Pioneer. I get that. Uh, yes. All of those. Bidding, they don't want you bidding fifty dollars a click on the word Sony, right? Because if you're right, they don't right. want you looking at. They don't want. They don't want you looking at the, you know, exactly what it, that's what it is for the main brand. I'm, I'm okay with that, but if my product works with a certain yeah. thing, that's I think fine. that should be okay. You know what I mean? I have no problem. And, or that, I, let's say that I've, I've went after the certain Dyson model and it's X5282 and I put that in there. Works good with X5282, you know, uh, comma, 52X, you know, DR, right? Like, yeah. People that are looking specifically for that thing, they're going to find that. And I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an attorney. I don't know what's right and what's wrong. But I would think that you would be able to do that. That's just me. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you, you, you can because you're putting the word compatible with Dyson DC-50, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is that DC-50, it's just a word. You're not copywriting the type. You're not actually drawing. You're not actually using the font for DC right. Dyson-50. Right? right. So there's no. You're just using it. It's free enterprise for that word. Okay. But if they wanted to have, I'm talking more of a of the catchphrases that are federal okay. trademarked. Okay. Right. Yep. We have tons of stuff that says compatible with. Okay. For use only with. Okay. But I would put you know I wouldn't put number one you know competitor. I wouldn't put you know right behind Dyson. We're number two. Right. You know like like I wouldn't. You know, but when I'm <laughs> especially as your title, right? Yeah. You know, this what I'm talking about is in the terms of search and terms of the the, the search, search terms. terms. Search terms. Right. It's not nothing to do with your body or your, there's tons of people who put it. Even even the best the big brands do it themselves. But if you're getting a key, what they do is if they say, look at this is copyright infringement, they're going to look through your whole account. And they're going to go, oh yeah, he's using the word in the back end. Okay. Sorry, you got we'll take it off. Okay. Because we've had competitors and we use we've used the so-called like social keyword mm-hmm. like water bottle. Nobody owns the word water bottle. Right, right. People right. put it in, right? right? Right. But if we put hydro flask in our back mm-hmm. end, that's against terms of search in the search term. But I could put compatible with hydro flask. Okay. You know that you know uh, you know cheaper than hydro flask. Okay. Da, da, da. Again, okay. some gray areas sometimes on that, but I've never had any issues with the account. So I think it's little things like that, tidbits that people are missing, and that's why their accounts are getting shut down. Of course, unless they're buying gray market air and they know it's kind of that or. They just, you know, grab someone's picture and just put their brand on it. Okay. I mean, I don't know all the reasons because obviously nobody dilutes their, their their products, so you don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm going to cut in here real quick. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. we're going to try to format this show so we break it into chunks, right? But what I want to do here real quick is I want to let everyone know that's watching us either on Facebook or on Periscope, share this if you want to see us do more of this. I mean, we like to kind of hang out and talk privately so we'll be more than happy to jump on here and kind of record it because this is kind of like stuff we would be talking about privately so why not let you guys listen in um and if we can get you guys to interact and have some conversation with us we'd be more than happy to do this so um that's what we're looking to do um if you guys like this uh periscope guys and girls share it up and tap uh on the screen give some love and on facebook you can do some similar stuff chris what do they do on facebook in order to make that happen thumbs up hearts comments there's a whole bunch of emojis that you can pick from pick your favorite emoji and share it that way. Uh, Scott, let's go ahead and let's jump into some Q&A if you have some on the Periscope side. Yeah, um, I did, but now I have to wait until more comes through because it goes away. So we have to. So Periscope people, yeah, Peri- some Periscope people, ask some questions right now and we'll try to answer them if I can read them quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a lot, Chris. It's like you're watching a tennis match, and we, we have we have a ton. Yeah, exactly. We have tons of uh, we have tons of hearts going on here. Tons of hearts. And Dom, my my timer didn't go off, but it was ready to go off for you. Oh, sorry, Pete. So you, I said it every week. Sorry. It was it was ready to ring. Uh, okay, new brand just put first deposit on order. Have website, but no products yet. Um, so, um, someone else just said, I'm loving this. Um, so basically they have a new product. Um, they put their money down. Uh, it's coming, but they don't have it in their hands yet. Can they still brand register? That's what they're asking. 
if they have images of their logo and stuff on the product, then in theory, yes, as long as they have what they need for brand registry, which would be photos of the product, including your logo on the product itself. On the box, if you're shipping it in a box, it's not good enough. It has to be on the product itself uh, so that if Amazon pulls it out of the box, just in case somebody copies your box, that the product is the same. Uh, and then you need... Uh, some invoices in some cases, as well as a website that, and, and Dom, has this changed? It used to be a website, just a plain old website. And I've, I've been hearing some, some people lately say it has to have some sort of add to cart button, even if that points to Amazon. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Before it used to be just, uh, any old uh, website, just a manual, just one picture, you know, just, uh, a lead page type thing. But now you're right. You need something that leads to, uh, for, for I've been told anyways. Same thing that you need. It clicks through and has to show a link right directly to Amazon. What, what about so essentially a three-page website, right? A homepage that's all yeah. about your product with a button that takes them to Amazon. A contact us, yeah. right, with an email address and maybe an about us Ooh. that says, here's what's up. Here's what my brand is. And that way Amazon has all the info. The other thing that you do need to do this and something that a lot of people miss when they go through brand registry, and I see it all the time in the TAS group, is you need an at mywebsite.com email, which if you're building your website, super easy to get. But if you're going to do brand registry, you have to have, you know, Scott's Amazing Garlic Presses.com or Scott at Scott's Amazing Garlic Presses.com as your email address, not just that you submit, but also on your seller account. Okay, we, 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 we got to blast through them a little quicker because I, I've got like three questions that come up and then I forget what they are by the time I get ready here. Uh, so we're going to have to figure out another monitor to monitor those and you can be writing them down. Um, the one was, um, can I put comparable to? Um, and I think that's a little iffy. Um, y- you don't want to be like, compare us to this. I think saying it works well or compatible with is different than comparable to. True. I disagree with that. I have a private label product on my desk from Kroger. Okay. And it says it right on there. It says compare to X, Y, and Z. But does that mean it's right? Does that mean it's okay? Yeah. I and now now in terms of Amazon. So now, now, be, now Chris Schaefer's an attorney. That may be different, right? <laughs> well, if Kroger is doing it, Kroger has a team of attorneys, right? I'm yeah. not like they're not they're not worried about it. Now, in terms of Amazon TOS, that may be a little bit more of a gray area than saying works with. I like works with. I don't know about but it depends to. on what it is, right? Yeah. If you private label five hour energy, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to say works with energy drinks. Right. You're going to say comparable to five hour energy, mm-hmm. and because you've private labeled it from that brand. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit different as well, right? Yeah, we've 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 did a lot of better value than we use that term in our stuff. Better value than blah blah. Okay, you know more includes more than you know uh, that type of stuff. So we do use it, okay. but it's not. I don't. We don't put it in the title. Yeah, right. Only in the bullets. Okay, I would never put it in the title. Okay. The other thing um, was, uh, what are they? As far as an invoice, what's it need to be? What's it need to look like? You know, and, and from that manufacturer, I know that they usually want three. So I know we've talked about breaking it up into three invoices. Uh, but what do they actually need it to say? Just basically who it's from, who you're purchasing it from, with your your business name on it. Is that all they need? And what it is. Okay. Right. So not a pro forma invoice, but a full commercial invoice. That's what you're going to need for getting on gated anyway. So if you're going into a gated category, that's what you're going to want to have regardless. So you might as well just ask them for a commercial invoice. That's going to have your contact info as well as your website on it uh, if you're doing brand registry. Okay. And then the manufacturer's contact info. Now, you should still be able to black out pricing and all that kind of stuff because Amazon doesn't care. They just need to know what it is according to the manufacturer, which is what the invoice tells you. And where it's coming from and where it's going. Okay. Uh, another question came in. I, it was pretty, pretty cool. And again, how we talked about this show, like right now we're talking about this, but this question came in. It's just random. And Chris, you're going to love this because you and I just recorded a hot seat this morning about it. And uh, someone said, um, what's the best way to capture emails of my potential customers? So Chris, why don't you kind of recap what we talked about this morning, which people are going to hear on a podcast coming up. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna completely derail you here because there's, there's two different ways, right? Uh, But generally speaking, Facebook ads to a landing page is going to be the best way. Now, what you give them in exchange for that is going to vary. My personal favorite is going to be some sort of a giveaway at the moment, right? Whether it's uh, a bundle of products. So, Scott, let's use the example. I mean, we can give these guys a little taste of what we did this morning. We talked about fly fishing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. fly fishing. You can can give them – you can create a giveaway bundle that is a, a fly fishing vest, flies, 
maybe you know if you want to get really fancy you can give away a rod and well i guess there's no reel in that case but still um you know things that a fly fisherman would need you create a bundle and you advertise that on facebook to your target audience right they click on the ad they get taken to the landing page and they give you their email in exchange for entry into the contest. Yeah, one one thing I just want to throw in here because some people will be like, well, I'm going into this. I've got my product ordered. I can't really do it until I have my product. And I disagree with that. Here's, here's a cool way on how you could do this, right? Let's say, for example, you're going to sell a, a, a special lure for catching bass, okay? Well... They, they want different poles. They want, uh, you know, certain gear for that market. So a cool thing you could do is go on out and buy the top rod, the top reel, and, and, uh, maybe a couple of lures, right? And you bundle that together. You create a really nice image of that. And then you advertise that on Facebook. You find your ideal, uh, customers in a group, uh, in a Facebook fan page, somewhere there. And then from, from at that point, you, yes, you're, you're giving away someone else's product, but you might not be selling rods for a while. You might not be selling reels for a while or tackle boxes, right? But eventually you will. But right now we're just looking to drop the line in the pond and get people to come in and, and really, I know, that's a, it's a, it's a good analogy though. So bad. Right? You have a pond. So we have a, we have a pond. It's not cheesy. Come on. It's, we have a pond and I'm gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna take a little bait. We're gonna put on the hook here. We got a little, we've got a little bait right here, right? And we're going to cast the line in there, right? Dom, right? We're going to put it in the line and then we're going to see if anybody, anybody bites. Now, if that's the case, okay, all we're doing is attracting the right type of person. That's all that we're doing. And by doing a contest, you're going to give away physical items. People are going to enter their name and email address. And then what's going to happen is, you know, uh, let's say seven days later, you're going to announce the winner and you're also going to say, sorry, you didn't win, but we know that you're interested in this stuff. We're going to give you 25% off of our new lure that's coming out in two weeks, something like that. Or maybe we're going to give you give it to you for 50% off, something like that. And then you've built an email list of, let's say, 500 people. You They're highly targeted. And uh, and that's how you can start that. So that's the easiest and the, I think the most effective way to do it like now. And then we can see, talk about Facebook ad pixels and all that stuff. See, Scott, you say easy. And I'm sitting here watching Dom's head explode. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I was wondering where that timer was. I got the timer. I was locked over to that. So, guys, it, it, it's really, it really is it's a simple process, right? There, there's, card. There's, three, there's three essential things that you need. Oh, you need a Facebook ad. That was for Dom. You need the thing that you're giving away. And you need a landing page through lead pages or click funnels. Right. It's it's fairly simple to set up. Most people, if you have a basic understanding of how to type and use a computer, will be able to do it. Um, it's not a very complicated process by any stretch of the imagination. And you start to build. And Scott, you've heard me yell, and I say this on the podcast, and and now I'm going to say this just for your sanity. You heard me yell it six or eight times in Denver. Your email list is the single biggest asset in your business. It's the single most valuable thing in your business. Um, it, it really is. And so if you can build that, whether that's early on or after you've established yourself on Amazon, you set yourself up for long-term success, both on and off, right? Yeah, no, I, I love that. Um, someone else just said, yep. Uh, Don, what's your thoughts on that? We have lots of emails, my friends. You know that. Yeah. They're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, now Dom, no, we just do- Dom's on, on the other end of the spectrum where he has a lot of emails because he has the Shopify store or eBay store and all that stuff. So he's got a lot of that data. Um, now Dom has to take it to the next level and, and start doing that. So again, it's, it's, it's great to hear that Dom is very successful where he is and, and kind of, he knows that, that industry inside now. He knows how to do all that. But on the other side of things, he's got a lot that he can learn on that side of business, which is really exciting for us because it's stuff that we're kind of passionate about. If you haven't noticed that. And I mean, I just talked to, I talked, told you today, Chris, that my, uh, my neighbor who we met through, um, actually it was just a long story, but my, my wife met her before we even met down, came down here. She's a blogger and, uh, she's got a, an email list. And, uh, she basically didn't know really how to, uh, you know, use that to launch a product on Amazon. So I'm kind of helping her along a little bit with that, giving her a little bit, directing her to the podcast, of course. And, and, you know, she doesn't realize that she's way ahead of the curve because she's been doing all of that. Now she's just adding the Amazon piece to the mix and she's got a huge leverage point because she has that audience and that, and that email list. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty passionate about that because I, I know the value and I know the power of it. And if you guys want to, uh, go ahead and Google true 1000 fans, look for that post. 
And that post will show you that if you take your take your time and build a list of true your true 1,000 fans, those people, okay, not just your fans for you, but the fans for the market, those 1,000 fans can, can really take care of you financially for the rest of your life. And that's really what that post is about. So what else we got, guys? We wanna you wanna talk about what's grinding your gears right now, there, uh, Dom? Okay, here's the next segment of this of this show, Dom. What grinds your gears? What's grinding your gears this week, Dom? What's grinding your gears this week? Yeah, we already know it's all these uh, all these uh, suspensions and uh, uh, trademark infringements. So it, what, what what grinds your gears? Just that people are all getting up in arms over it when they really don't need to. I just, uh, I just don't know if it, you know. I put a few comments on there. Is it just a, a, you know, happens to be all in the same week, or, you know, are people not doing their again? My big word, due diligence. And not, I just never seen. We've been selling on so many years, 10, 10, 20 years, and never had any issues. You know, one small one here, one small one there with big brands, and yeah. but I've never seen such such craziness. You know, we've been selling private label for over three years now. And we have lots of products and. You know, I've had one instance where somebody said, hey, you're using our keyword, you're using our word. And we said, no, you don't own that. Yeah, we do. And we said, okay, here, this is what you do own. Oh, yeah, you're right. We only own the, we only own this. You're right. That was it. Stop bugging us. Actually, they got suspended for bugging us Mm -hmm. because we opened up a case against them for for emailing us all the time and letting us know that we were infringing on them. And they (laughs) had to get their their listing shut down. Nice. It backfired then. It backfired, right? Exactly. But I mean... Again, no, I mean, it's it's just for me, it's interesting to see all these, 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 you know, I don't know, you know, probably have a few products too. They're not like they have one or two products. They were saying they, they had a few of their ASINs taken on, but not their whole account. Right, right. That's another thing too. So it was just like one or two or three. So, you know, and some weren't even related, like the product, the competitor to where they were getting taken off from, they weren't even selling, and nowhere even near, mm-hmm. right? I guess mm-hmm. one guy was saying, you know, they sell this type of stuff, but it was this other product. So, right. I don't. I don't know. It's kind of interesting to me, and uh, I guess that's that's the grind of the you know grinds my gears today. I guess. All right, more Chris. What's grinding up. your gears uh, this week? Anything? Anything grinding your gears? World hunger. <laughs> um, no, and you know it, it's funny because I've been around long enough. I know you constantly joke that I'm a baby, but I've been around in the online space <laughs> long enough to have seen similar reactions. Like you know, my my background is SEO and e-commerce strategy. And I see similar reactions anytime Google makes a change, right? Oh my God, the sky is falling, right? Everything is coming to a crashing, screeching, ugly, bloody halt. And when everything shakes out, not really anything has changed. There's a couple small tweaks that we need to make, a couple small things, and then everything carries on as normal. And so, you know, it doesn't really necessarily grind my gears, but it intrigues me that we haven't learned our lessons as online sellers from, you know, Google and Bing, when they make those changes, we are, we're now applying the same kind of panic to Amazon. And, you know, the, the British had it right, keep calm, carry on, right? Mm-hmm. Not really anything has changed. Um, the It's actually good news now for retail art folks. There may be some additional brands that are gated or that are restricted and they have to jump through some hurdles to get. But we'll figure out how many of them there are and, and how soon we have to make all of those jumps. Scott, I did see one other question here in the, the Facebook Live uh, for Dom. But, but wait a minute. I didn't get to say what grinds my gears. Oh, Scotty. Come on. What grinds your gears, Scott? What grinds your gears? Well, you know, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll talk be, about be that. Me not letting after. you answer what grinds your gears. <laughs> I just have enough acres of uh, plush land where he lives in his new house. That's what grinds. His pond's not big enough. All right. <laughs> All right. Real quick, though, I did want to I did want to uh, say something here. And, and it's it's. The, the, and it, it kind of keeps coming up all the time. And it's really where people, again, something like this, I think this just kind of brings it back up. Like, I think people are actually looking for an excuse to not get started, right? Like, oh no, now because of this, I probably shouldn't do it because then I'm going to run into this issue or, oh boy, now I'm going to have to do brand registry. Well, that's a good reason why I probably shouldn't do it right now. I'm going to hold off until now. So I hear a lot of people saying like, you know what, like, you know, I'm going to wait until this happens. And and I think we've all done that. I mean, we've all done that. As soon as this is done, I'm going to relax, right? We've we've said that before too. I'm going to finish this project. And once that does, I'm going to take some time off. And then you go down to the next thing. It's the same thing. I think procrastination is just easier than doing something. And I hear, you know, all the time, Amazon is, it's, uh, it's oversaturated now. And we made a comment last night 
on uh, on our uh, on our workshop that we did, and um, you know we uh, we were talking about like people that usually start something don't finish it. It's just the way it goes. I mean, I've had friends they start projects on their house, and you go back there three days later, and and the wall's half built. Right? See. One thing that you'll you'll know about me, my wife will tell you this, if I'm starting a project, that project's getting done and I don't care. But if I, I remember siding my house at 2 a.m. in the morning because I had to go to work the next day because I wanted that peak finished, right? That's just me in general. But the thing is, is people will start something. People will listen to the podcast. And I hate to say this. I really do. People will listen to the podcast. They'll join the class. They'll join the workshop, whatever, and they'll consume it, but they won't do it. So my whole thing is, and it kind of grinds my gears, is that people want something, but they don't want it bad enough. And the thing is, is they'll come up with excuses as to why I won't do it or why I failed or why I shouldn't do it now. I'm glad I didn't do it because now there's this big you know, brand registry thing. It's just excuses, guys, and it's just obstacles that we have to overcome. And it's going to happen in this business or it's going to happen in another business or in your job because your job is switching from a different corp to a different corp or whatever. You know, you're doing switching up management or whatever. There's always going to be issues. So to me, what grinds my gears is excuses, period. All right, Chris, what were you going to say now? Uh, somebody in the chat, and I lost their name now, <laughs> looks like Victor. He says, for a brand registry, can I take two products like from wholesale – and put a hang tag on it. Dom, have you had any experience with that? If it's an uh, unbranded wholesale product? Yeah, you know what? There's the companies out there that, that will do that. Uh, you know, a bunch of companies that will do that. They're just uh, private labeled or white labeled, just nothing on them. Uh, I, I don't see anything wrong with doing that. Again, your margins are going to be as good, but it's a good way to test product or get your, but you really, what you're doing is wholesale retail arbitrage that way. That's what I consider, right? Right. And and if you're in that you know, stage, you don't necessarily need to be doing you know, brand registry. No, you really don't need to do that. I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's not drop shipping method, but you get the stuff in, whether it's, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you want to get in you. Yeah. You can put your name on it. You know, a lot of those companies actually put it on there for you in a sticker format. You can send it in. At least you still have it something in a box. And then, yeah, it's one way to start. It's an easy way. Again, your margins aren't going to be as good, but uh, it gives you the test. You you know, the biggest thing with, with the private label is, like Scott says, 100 excuses, a million excuses. Even when you start it, I call it, you know, the gym membership syndrome. You know, you get your gym membership, you're all hyped, and then you're just like, okay, you go once, you start a little bit. And you, as soon as the first, oh, my God, I, I miss going on Wednesday. Well, that's it. I'm done. Like, or or I'm sore today. I can't go. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's a like whether you work for yourself or do private label or, or work for a big company. There's gonna be tons of hoops. You have to move. You know, you've had another child. You got to work more hours now. Your wife can't work because she's got to stay home because you can't afford a sitter. Or I mean, there's a million a million different things that are gonna come up in your life. And I find even with us, even with me, we've got lots of lots of brands, lots of Aces, lots of you know retail art. Every day something happens, but I don't just give up. You know, I don't just oh that's it, like the, all this new stuff. Okay, that's it. No more. I'm not going to launch any more product because they're going to be banned. I'm not going to buy any more product. Then you might just you, you might as well just keep working for someone else and putting up with the junk every day and not want to be self-employed. But this is so much easier once you get through the hoops of doing your first product mm-hmm. and don't get involved with what you're going to call it. Should I get taxes or Brent? You know, like. It's so frustrating when I hear all these people, even even my client, people that come with me in Canada, talk to me, and, and the students that I work with, the same thing over and over again. And what makes it worse is when you tell them, go through all the stuff, everything's tight, and they still go and they still release the garlic press. Right. They still do the meat claw. I'm like, come on. Or, so, you know, or what's the other thing, Dom? You, you and I have talked uh, privately about this. It's like you have someone and they're doing the research, and then you come back six months later, they're still doing the research. They're still doing it. It's nonstop. Yeah, it's you know I'll be honest. When we first started private label three years ago, three four years ago now, we did the same thing. It took us about four or five months to do things. Yeah. So I try to teach you know I try to help my the people that I work with. You know uh, even some of my staff members are in on. It. I say look it here's a great product. Don't fall in love with it. Try it. It doesn't look like you can't launch it. Go to the next product. Right. As soon as you're if you're worried about copyright infringements and and this color and trying to do 15 colors, you're already you're already making you know what I'm saying? It yeah. just you're over, you're overcomplicating. You're yeah. overcompensating. Yeah, you're just overthinking it. Right. Even if you know, I'd rather you 
even I don't like, rather you sell a garlic, like one of the guys in your classroom yesterday, but I want to sell a garlic press. I, I want to get in the food stuff. Then sell the garlic press. Mm -hmm. Just make it, a, make it a really good garlic good press. Product, yeah. Sell Have it on a two yeah. day instead of a hundred because you're not number one, so you'll never get to there because you yeah. got to put tons of money into it. But at least you've gone through the road how to get your stuff in, how to get your UPC codes, how, how the manifests work, how your shipping air, how your DHL work. And then your second product, you already know all that stuff. And then you, second product, you learn more in depth stuff. And then the third product, and then it just flows. You know, just, you know. Let, let me oh. just let me just cut in there real quick, Dom. I just had a thought. Uh, let's say someone wanted to to launch a garlic press. I've got a a way that someone could release a garlic press, and I bet they could be very very successful. And here's how you do it. You ready? Ready for this? You go on YouTube. You find a internet celebrity in YouTube that's in cooking, and you yep. partner with that person to make a beautiful garlic press, one that works really well. And then they launch it to their list, and now you're going to have the credibility of a social celebrity in the internet in the, or in the internet space. They're going to help you push that product, and now Amazon just a secondary thing. So there's a little tip for you: go out there, find internet celebrities that are on YouTube crushing it in the food space, partner with them, split it 50-50, and you do all the work on that backside of the end. So th th there you go. Half by, uh, you gave half our. Uh off of our game plan away. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. No, that's all right. Cut, cut no, this. No, that's, cut you know what? Dumb, that's dumb is not a secret. Well, <laughs> it's not. There are no secrets in this space. There are no secrets. We're helping people. I'll be honest, you know, a lot of our products, not everyone, because we want to keep, you know, I will work, our team will work with top YouTube bloggers, guys that do, that test stuff and take their product and I send them stuff. They look at it and as soon as that happens, Boom, number one right away. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is the blah, 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 garlic press. It's from this company. You should go try it out. And I'm not talking to a guy that has 1,000 followers. No, I'm talking no. 180,000, 265,000. Yeah. 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 Can you do this? Do, do a thing on it. You know, there might be some compensation involved. Not get, you know, there might be some stuff. I'll give you some points or whatever. That's whatever deal we work out with. Instant, pretty well. You know, 50% of those products, eight, 50 to 60% of the products will be gold mines. Right away, just because the the guy has so much following. Yep. Right. Just like if you go to Bob Azumi and say, "Here's some uh, my new tackle. Can you try it for me? Can you put it on your show?" Yep. You know. Or, or look at look at Jillian Michaels. Like if you yep. came out with something that was in the exercise space and she yep. touched it, it's gonna go yep. viral, right? So and that's yep. a little like that's a little yep. extreme. But there's YouTube yep. celebrities out there with a hundred thousand followers that you could do this right. with in in multiple niches, multiple brands. It's gonna take legwork. It's gonna take some back and forth. It's gonna take a relationship being built. But it's proven. But it's proven to work. Yeah. There's actually one one lady that I saw on your Facebook page. Facebook uh, actually said she sells handbags, amazing handbags, easy concept, you know. And uh, I don't wanna go through it. You can find it and. Uh, it's all celebrity-based type stuff yep. that you send them products mm -hmm. with themselves, and they got pictures of her with her handbags. Yep, they post it on, on social hundreds, media. Hundreds a day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But she did the footwork. Mm -hmm. She built her brand. Takes she didn't work. just go. Takes she work. probably walked on somebody, waited until she sits on, on the runway, and said, "Hey, can you do you want one of my handbags?" Right, right. She just didn't sit there and, and wait for it to happen to her. Okay. Well, and that, that's actually a great example, right? It, I think it's Kenneth Cold. You know the story behind Kenneth Cold on. I don't know the whole. No, I think I, I'm pretty sure it's Kenneth Cole. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just completely making this up. But he couldn't afford to get into Fashion Week. Yeah. So he rented like a trailer and parked it outside. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And waited until everybody walked by and then did like a trunk show. Right. Yep. That's how he got it started. Hey, if you got to get it done, that's way. I my famous story is here in. Uh, if you don't know, where you know, I got a cottage up in the Muskoka. That's uh, you know a lot of the hockey players, football players, got even big celebrities have cottages up in Muskoka. You know and. Uh, there was this restaurant, and the, he bought it on the side of the highway. And there's a divider on one side, only two lanes each side. Nobody's going there. So the first couple of weeks, nobody thought, "Okay, I'm gonna lose my business." You know what he did? He got his fan. He got all his friends and family, about 80 people, to line up every morning for a week, <laughs> especially on the weekends when all the cars are coming down. And people will drive by and they see 80 people in line. That must be so good. Stop it! Yeah. Kept stopping. Then he was at 85 people. The next week he was at 100 people. Then 120. Then he got to 100 people. He got rid of his family, but he still had 100. And I go there, still drive by. When I go see my family, go to my cottage and stuff like that, there's two, 300 people. I'm not lying. I'll take a picture one day. Do it. And you'll see all the people lined up. You know who's there now? Our major communications company's got a booth there now. One of our major clothing retails has got a booth there now. 
Because he brought the tra- he, you know, and he brought attention. He to brought, it. And, and we're we're always like that. We we've done that. I pulled into, you know, my my wife will be like, oh, we've got this uh, coupon book. We actually just bought one today. It's like an entertainment book where you kind of have discounts and stuff, and you do it for a charity. You know, the kids' local sports and stuff. And it's got a bunch of great coupons for local restaurants. Yeah. So if we go, well, we're gonna we're gonna hit this place tonight. We go there, and the parking lot's got two cars in it, right? Yeah. I'm probably not gonna go in there. Just, I'm just not going to try it out. There's a reason why it's six o'clock and usually every place is like a 20, 30 minute wait or an hour wait. And this place has got two cars. But if that parking lot was filled, I'm probably going to go in. I might have a beer at the bar. I might just kind of hang out, see the place, right? But it's so true. And I think that's a great story, Dom, as far as like, you have your friends and family show up, make it look as though you're very, very popular. And then everybody starts to flock in. And then eventually your family goes back home and then you have clients. You see how busy these guys are. I love it, man. Take a picture of that. We'll set. We'll, we'll post. I will. That. I will. I'll we'll post that. Time to go down. And 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 you know, for anyone that's that's listening, I mean, you're you're in Canada. Um, is cottage like a camp? Is that what we call cottage? No, it's, a, it's a cabin. Huh? It's a cabin, Scott. Well, well a, a cabin. A, I mean, is a cabin like a log cabin or a camp? Or like, no, it's just a, it's a regular house, but it's by the water. Okay, so we, we call trees. that camps here. Um, no. and it's not a camp like a shack. But no, no, no. Camp, a camp is a tent. No, no, Camping no, no. We, if, we, if I've got people that live on the lake and we go, yeah, we're going to camp this weekend. They're going to camp. Their house is like a $500,000 house on the just lake. You just have to do a cottage. Just like in Muskoka Cottage or, or cottaging in Muskoka or cottaging in, in anywhere. Cottage life. You know, see all the nice houses and stuff. Uh, like Cottage you know, life. You know, like thug life. Yeah, the thug life. But it's yeah. kind of like how you drive your we're golf not, cart around there too, Dom. We're not sitting in a ten foot trailer uh, parked on an open land, and you know, no, no. It's just called that's a. It's a. Well, it is Muskoka. Yeah, you come from the city, you drive two and a half hours, not just Muskoka, there's other areas, and you just it's like a, I don't know, it's quiet. There's no city traffic. <laughs> yeah, neighbors are like not right beside you, and you got you access to the water. You go swimming. You put your boat on the on the lake or the river. That's what cottage life is, I guess. I don't know. I mean, probably, you must have tons of places. Up yeah, no, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just talking language here. All right, we got to we got to get running here. We we went over the power hour here, so um, we've still got a bunch of people uh, still on Periscope, and we've got people on Facebook. But we're gonna have to go, guys. So um, this is what we're calling TAS uh, uh, Power Hour, and we're gonna give this a go for a few weeks. We're gonna try to do Fridays at one o'clock. So Fridays at one o'clock. Look for this. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll keep showing up if you guys keep showing up. So keep your uh, keep your questions coming. A lot of people on Periscope are saying love it. Someone said no, uh, don't go. Uh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, this has been pretty cool, pretty fun. It seems like everything's holding up. Yes, for power hour, someone just said. So uh, awesome. And then I got another awesome. I've got another thanks. I've got a ton of hearts. Do me a favor though, guys. If you're on Facebook, share this. Okay, share this. If you're on uh, Periscope, share it over there as well. Um, share this out if you guys think that this was valuable. If you guys want to help other people um, or maybe discuss some th- certain things, definitely share this. That would be awesome. So, uh, Dom, want to thank you, bu- uh, buddy. Have fun yeah, at the so cottage this wanna, weekend. I just want to say, if you guys are in Canada, let's go to the TS, the Amazing Seller yes, Canada, yes. Facebook, yes, same type thing. We also have a meetup group, the Amazing Seller TS Canada, as well. Just go to meetup.com, and it's we're in Ontario. But obviously, if you can, but you can still, you know, we have some out-of-towners that come in and we'll Skype them in for our meetings and stuff like that. So if anybody needs any help on that side, we're, we got a full team as, as well there. Yeah, you know, what we should do in the future, Don, we should probably get you a nice short URL that we can direct people so they can go sure. right to that page. But yeah, go to meetup.com, search for, TA, is it TAS Canada? Yeah, it's TAS Canada. TAS Canada. And then you'll you'll see Dom and and your wife's part of that too, right? Yeah, that's right. We have about, I mean, we... We have forty there, but we have way more than that. I don't. I'm too cheap. Anything after forty, you have to pay a higher monthly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anybody that doesn't show up after a couple of weeks, I just take them off and keep it under forty. Nah, just kidding. But yeah, no, you can go there on our Facebook page. There's a lot of people that you know, freight forwarders. We talk about stuff like that and taxes and cool. different things that don't affect you in the U.S. But again, it's the same thing whether you're from the U.K. or Canada. There's just a few different things that we'll uh, I'll help people with in some of our of our followers yeah and keep coming back on these we're going to do like i said we're going to do some some sessions here uh for the next few weeks we're going to see how it goes we're going to see how the show up is we're going to see how the engagement is so it's up to you guys to make this work right so you guys have to go out there and share it and if you share it you get yourself back here and and other people we'll keep doing them but right now we're going to kind of use this as like a pilot 
we're going to see how this works. So, um, again, uh, yeah, definitely check that out uh, and come back on Fridays, 1 o'clock. We'll, uh, we'll be tuning – or you'll be tuning in as, as we're doing this broadcast. And, uh, yeah, so, Chris, I want to thank you. Uh, Dom, want to thank you. Have a great uh, weekend at the cottage. Um, and uh, At the cottage. Um, and uh, Chris, I'll be yeah, at about, and uh, we'll be talking to Chris. I'll be talking to you soon, and uh, everyone else. So, uh, Chris, why don't you uh, shut it down on Facebook because you're the engineer over there? I'm going to shut down Periscope here and say goodbye to these guys. So, everyone on Facebook, we'll see you guys later. And uh, Dom, I'll see you later, brother. Yeah, um, take care, guys. Yep, we'll see you. And uh, Chris, I'll see you in a little while. So that's it. All right, so there you go. Pretty awesome, right? I mean, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you can tell we have a lot of fun hanging out with each other and with everyone else that's tuning in. So again, I want to remind you, if you want to be notified of when we do another Facebook Live or a Periscope, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour, and all you have to do is like the fan page, The Amazing Seller, and that's all that that's going to bring you to, and then that way there, you're going to be notified when we go live with that, which should be on Fridays at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's what we're shooting for right now. Uh, Again, we're going to do a few of these episodes, see how they go, see how the interaction is with you, Um, so definitely we need you to show up, and uh, yeah, we just have a lot of fun doing it and hopefully bringing you value and uh, learning along the way as well, so uh, yeah, just wanted to say, come on over and hang out with us. The other thing that I would say to do here is if you wanted to download the show notes and the transcripts to this episode, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 255. And there you can either read the show notes and the transcripts or you can download them, whatever you want to do. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 255. And one last reminder, if you wanted to uh, like the uh, fan page so you're notified of any upcoming live broadcast, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour. All right, so that's it, guys. I have to remind you, though, again, as I always do, that I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode or on Periscope or on Facebook Live. Hey, I'll see you around.